When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and the Montreal Canadiens are 0-3 to start the season. I hate to say I told you so. Actually... I've never hated to say I told you so. I'm always happy to say I told you so. But Brian Wild of Global TV Montreal, I had a bad feeling about this team um, going into the season. And right now, I I just, I was right. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a terrible feeling um, in July at the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I thought it'd be really hard. But I looked at who's in the East and I predicted around 10th. But then my feeling got worse when, of course, Carey Price wasn't around and Edmondson wasn't around and Hoffman wasn't around. And then my feeling got even worse when I saw how they handled camp because I thought they did a really crappy job at camp. They didn't really prepare all of these new players to get any chemistry. There were like 50 guys left at the end of camp. The second last and the last game, there were a bunch of lines. You were going, no, 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 you got to play everybody now. They got to be developing their chemistry in the last two games of camp not the first three games of the regular season, and now next week coming up. So I agree with you, sir. It's a sick podcast, and the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. Brian, losing hockey games is one thing, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, from an entertainment standpoint, they're putting me to sleep. Man, it's boring. You know, you and I have been talking to each other a long time about hockey, and that's one of the things we've always said to each other, Tony, is if you can't win, at least entertain me. And you're absolutely right. Uh, This is some really low-event hockey, and I'm having a hard time filling my call of the wild column because you're looking for horses, and you're just saying, I mean, who's making highlight reel plays? Who's making anything that stands out here worth noting? I mean, I'm having a hard time finding things to note in a column about the game, a 60 minutes of action. And there's, I can't even single out a, like uh, the other night, I couldn't single out a single person 
for something who did something good in the in the game in Buffalo. I mean, I don't know if that's ever been a problem that I couldn't find one moment that yeah. that really shone. I mean, they scored one, sure, but that doesn't mean those players were a horse or any good. Now, there was a moment in the game versus the Rangers, and it's Jonathan mm-hmm. Drewing's goal, which was a beautiful goal, but we'll get to that in a second. Brian, I got to tell you, like every day that I've worked for like the last 20 years, the second I start talking about soccer, I'll have a bunch of people texting me or emailing me or tweeting <laughs> me or messaging me, telling me to stop talking about soccer because soccer is a bunch of zero-zero games and it's boring. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you this, okay? I was at Stat Saputo on Saturday afternoon. And then I watched the Canadians on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. One was definitely a lot more entertaining than the other. With all due respect to the Canadians, I'm sorry. And, you know, I take a look at CF Montreal's last three games. Mm -hmm. And they've been a lot more entertaining than, you know, the Habs' first three games. And look, and that'll come around. At one point, the Canadians will have some entertaining games. I get it. It's just that, once again, it's we've been without hockey for the longest time. There were over 20,000 the fans were in the stands. There were over 20,000 people. It was full capacity pretty much on Saturday night. And, and you, you know, it, it, it's, you give them you know, something, man. Yeah. You know, the only way I'm going to defend the club is, is to suggest that right now in the league, I think overall, I, I don't know what they're setting the over under lines at these days, but if they're setting most of the games at 5.5, if you look at Saturday night's action in the NHL, I mean, there's a lot of unders in the NHL. There's a lot of defensive. Surprisingly so, much to my surprise, yeah. because the first month, month and a half of the season, usually yeah. the defense isn't fine-tuned. Absolutely, but the game is just being coached to death right now. I mean, what's fun? Odd man rushes. How many do you see now? Like, yeah. in the first three games, how many odd man rushes have there been for the Montreal Canadiens? You know. Is it Zero. No, I, I, I don't know. Maybe but they've had a, a three-on-two, but they haven't had a breakaway. Yeah. They had a two-on-one? I'm getting well, a little older, so I don't have, like, perfect recall of exact moments. But um, Brian, I, I to have really odd-man re- rushes, yeah. you need to have offensive defensemen. You have to have defensemen that pinch. You need to have great puck movers. You need to have and a transition that, game. And mistakes that coaches allow. Yeah, I mean, the game is just coached to death, and that's why we love three-on-three because it takes so much of the coaching out of the game and lets them have some open ice to have some fun. And um, So that's the only thing I have in the Canadians' defense because, you know, Tony, I absolutely have to agree with you. I mean, I want to be entertained. Uh, yeah. like when you get my age and, and you've been covering the game as long as I have and as you as long as you've been covering them, I mean, we, we look for the home team to yeah. do well because it makes our jobs easier and more fun. Uh, and the people that listen to us and read us uh, more engaged, which helps, you know, naturally our page views and your page watches. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you and I want only one thing, and, and that's to be entertained when we watch. The most entertainment was the opening ceremony and Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Roy's goal. And I have to tell yeah. you, yeah, the great. Canadians, for the most part, have done opening ceremonies for their home opener. Very, very good. I always enjoy it. I, I uh, I usually PVR it and I watch it on more than one occasion. It's something that I really enjoy. I got a tough question for you, though, but mm-hmm. I, you're a big boy and I know you can handle it. Hmm. Were you disappointed that Shea Weber wasn't in the building? 
Uh, well, I thought he would be, but I guess he had some business out west, and that's why he couldn't make it. But I tend to get over disappointment like that pretty pretty quickly because I think these these men are allowed to have their lives too. And as much as I would have loved to have seen him there, I mean, if he had something pressing with his family, then I'm certainly not going to ever sit there and suggest somebody should ever have uh, you know the 11 seconds he would have gotten a nice ovation be more important than a family matter. So yeah, sure, disappointed, but. Yeah. Also pretty easy for me to get over it too. All right. So um I'm probably gonna take heat for this, but I mean I'll say it anyway. That's you, man. Uh thank you. Uh and that <laughs> is I'm not gonna lose any sleep over Shea Weber not being there. I want that to get out of the uh, you know, get that out there right away. And yes, if he had an important family engagement, by all means, yeah, that's I'm okay with said. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, if because I don't know. Shea Weber's made over $120 million in his career, and Jeff Molson probably has that in his sock. All right? <laughs> Somebody get that man on a plane because until he's no longer the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. he's the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And I think he should have been there, and I think he should have taken a plane down, been there, and then he could have taken the plane back to Kelowna, BC. Now, once again, if it was an important family um uh, commitment that he had, then it's okay. He's off the hook, and I get that. And I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But I, it, it's the Montreal Canadiens. These players and these people, they mean so much to the community, to the city, to the fan base. For some, that would have made their year. You know what I mean? And so that part of me finds it unfortunate. I've said my piece on the matter. Yeah. In in Carey Price's case, look, he entered the uh, player's assistance program. We don't know where he is. And uh, probably, you know, he was, um, you know, he was in the middle of something very important. So, I mean. uh, It was sure nice, though, to hear the ovation that Jonathan Drouin got. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, because, you know, listening to Joe talk about it, he, it seems as if he might've been under the impression that people weren't going to be considerate and uh, forgiving and understanding and uh, on his side. And I find that sad uh, because it just kind of shows me how far we have to go in uh, having compassion for mental health issues because he shouldn't, he shouldn't think for even a second that everybody wasn't going to yeah. be, you know, standing and applauding and supporting and loving him. Didn't uh, surprise that, me that, one bit, yeah. Brian. Brian, this, that transcends that transcends yeah. hockey. Yeah. Um, so I was really, really happy, and I'm actually, you know, I tweeted once. I'm sorry, I'm going to be a fan of Joe. So if you were looking for me to be um, unbiased towards Jonathan Duran this year, um, you found the wrong guy because I'm, I'm just going to be cheering for him. I just, I want him to feel good, you know, again. Um, so if there's one Canadian that I'm going to drop my uh, reporter's hat for, it's definitely going to be him. And I'm thrilled he scored already. And the, the joy was obvious uh, yeah. when he scored. Um, they couldn't give him the W, but at least he got the joy again of scoring a goal in front of the Bell Centre crowd. And uh, considering where he must have been at one point uh, last year in his life, that's that's a beautiful moment. His uh, second goal in three games for the Canadians was a real beauty, right? What they only a pass got by Dvorak and... <laughs> Hey. They only got three, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's got uh, two of them. He's got two of them. Three goals in three games. And all right, Crazy, so right. All right, you can go to SportBuffShop for all of your officially uh, SportBuffShop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. And even our sick merchandise, by the way. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. If you want to pick up a Jonathan Drew and Jersey, 
that's the place where you can do it. All right. Okay. So uh, the opening ceremony was great. The ovations were great. Jonathan Drouin's goal was great. What's not great now is what you just talked about. Three goals in three games. How concerned are you um, of, you know, with the line of Suzuki, Caulfield, and Toffoli? Uh, so concerned. I was happy that they switched it out on Saturday because there was nobody to go get the puck, which I said during night one. Uh, who's your F1 on that line? I mean, you and I, and I remember three, four years, now it's longer than that now, five, six years ago, you and I would talk all the time about the three components that are necessary for a good line. Someone to go get it, someone to pass it, and someone to shoot it. Uh, and that line just didn't have a go get it guy. And the team lacks go get it guys, right? I mean, it, you'd have a hard time finding on each line easily a go-get-it, an F1, a four-checker who can muck. I mean, one of the best four-checkers on the team is actually Brendan Gallagher, and he's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, Brian, so. speaking of muckers, that's one yeah. of my – that's one of the problems I have with this team going into the season. They are not tough at the forward position there. 100%. I mean, Joel Armia, Joel Armia is big and strong. I get that, but – is he really the only guy that I think is really big and really tough at the forward position is Josh Anderson. Absolutely. It's not enough. No, not enough. I agree. Once you, and, and look at the one line that's doing well. And, and, you know, and again, we talk about the way the hockey is being played right now in some capacity. It's, it, it feels like playoff hockey already at the start of the season. It's so, you know, constricted and, and difficult to find the space. So the way the team is kind of composed right now, um, if, if it feels as if the, the Josh Andersons of the world are the ones you really need already. And like, generally speaking, the first 20 are supposed to be the loose games of the year. Right. And they're not loose at all. The guy who scored the first goal of that hockey game yesterday, Chris Kreider, that's the kind of player yes. that they need, right? A guy yes. who yes. goes to the net and a guy who mucks and a guy who goes in the corners and a guy who, who fights for pucks. Anyway, Kreider scores Rangers go up one, nothing. Jonathan drew ties it at one. But as fast as Drouin ties it, it's uh, Alexi Lafreniere who gives the Rangers a 2-1 lead. Brian, I've been watching the replay of that goal over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. The Canadians lose a face-off in the offensive zone. Uh, Nick Suzuki does, if memory serves me well. And then Jake Evans, who's lined up on the left wing, he goes after it. And Adam Fox pulls a little bit of a move where he goes one way and... Um, Evans loses his footing and falls down. So Fox spins and turns and makes his way up. And there goes the transition game for the Rangers. Mm -hmm. A great pass by him to, to through the seams, through a couple of players. And then all of a sudden, it's a two-on-one. And uh, Savard cannot tie up Lafreniere. Zabinajad's able to get him that pass. And uh, th those are just mistakes. Toffoli was slow in getting back and... Jake Evans, I, I like the guy so much, but they, may have, they overvalued him. I think they they overvalued him. Yeah, they overplay him. Mm -hmm. He's not a third line centerman. He is a no, fourth line centerman, yeah, 100%. slash fourth line winger. And on yeah. some nights, maybe not in the lineup if you have a lot of depth. And hopefully that depth is coming in the terms of Hoffman coming back. And maybe that makes a difference overall because, I mean, right. And Byron, everybody forgets Byron. Uh, and, and a healthier team would be a much better team. But, you know, they had a 20-year issue we talked about all the time. Yeah. And guess what? It's back, man. It's back. Nick Suzuki is, I'm sorry, right now. You know, he maxed. He, he so far, Nick Suzuki has been a 60-point player, right? 
Yeah. Is a 60 point player your 1C? No. No. Brian, they paid him. What world is your 60 point player a 1C? They paid him hoping that he's going to become a 70 plus point player. They're paying him for his potential. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Like, if he plays to his potential and he produces to his potential, it'll be a good deal for both teams. Right now, I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm not so sure why they didn't give him like a three-year deal at 15 or 16 or whatever. Yeah, no, I like the contract, but they've just put him in the wrong slot. You know, the contract's going to be fine. I mean, he's going to be in the, like, he'll be playing the best hockey of his career on the back end of that contract. True enough. It's going to be the right age, you know? It's not like he's going to be over 30 and you got to, you know, pay for the crap years of a player, you yeah. know, like Lad. Um so either that's okay with me, but when you slot guys in the wrong place, that's when you get problems. I mean, we all know that. And so you got him slotted as a one C, he's a two. Uh, and you got Dvorak, he's slotted as maybe a one or a two. He's clearly a two. Jake's slotted as a three, he's a four. Uh, the four is not even an NHLer. You know, and it's just when, when you got. And I am not so sure. You and I the love pairings. the guy. You got the Are- pairings too, Tony. Yeah. And the pairings at the Diga got the same issue. You yeah. got Petrie, who's he might he's a first pair guy, but his partner's not. And and I mean that's how you get in trouble, right? Your right. matchups are always lousy. You now, always gotta, you're always playing against someone better. So Suzuki's now always facing someone super good. You're, you're right. And um, that's how problems start. I like and his partner is now facing the best players, and that's yeah. how your problems start. All right, All so talent. listen, I like Dvorak a lot, mm-hmm. but even him. Um, I said on the last podcast that I think every centerman is slotted is, uh, you know, one spot above where they should be for them to be a legitimate contender. So I think Suzuki should be a two. I think Dvorak should be a three. And I think Evans should be a four. Now, um, maybe Suzuki proves to us at one point that he's a one and that's fine. Uh, and, but then Dvorak could still be a three. Evans could still be, I think they needed a center Iceman. Yeah. I've been saying that for about a month. They thought that Dvorak was going to replace uh, Dano and that Evans and everyone else was going to replace Kakanyemi. I don't see it that way. I think they needed Dvorak along with Dano. Look, I'll totally. tell you this. Yeah. I know Philip Dano signed for a lot of money at five and a half million. I'm and throughout the entire year, we all said you can't give Philip Dano that money. Now, Brian, two wrongs will make a right. Yeah. But if you're going to give Josh Anderson five and a half, Jonathan Drouin is making five and a half. You've given Brendan Gallagher six and a half. And, yeah. uh, and now you're giving uh, Nick Suzuki $7.875 million. Mm-hmm. Isn't the note worth five and a half? Well, you know, and this is the point I wanted to make when I was listening to you talk about him. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, people who got frustrated with his offense didn't think he deserved that money. But for the last four NHL seasons, Philip Deneau uh, was one of the top play drivers in the entire NHL. And for three years, one of the top five lines in the league. And, you know, people don't really know this, but Deneau, Tatar, and Gallagher were top five lines in the league. In uh, Corsi, Fenwick, um, goals expected. I mean, whichever metric you want to use in analytics, they were top five. So even if you don't believe in analytics, you know, they're still, you know, even if you're, you're not respectful of them, you yeah. can't ignore them completely. Time spent you know? in the offensive zone. It was, 
exactly because it was so consistent they were always up there and at one point they in three seasons they were number one line in the league at driving play so you're you see that they're missing that driving play you know that's 64 percent is a high driving play number and that's what that line could do even though tatar fell out of favor in the playoffs i'm gonna have myself a cherry river heart seltzer only 90 calories natural flavors no preservatives now available in quebec grocery stores and the beer store here we go <laughs> two speed questions if you can give me speed the answer okay i got in trouble seconds. the last speed question last if time, you can give me the answers in 30 yeah. seconds here number one Francois Gagnon joined me on the last episode. He'd like to see Jonathan Drouin at the center ice position. Once everyone comes back, he thinks that'll fix. You can have three offensive lines if uh, if you put him there. Yes or no? I love Frankie, but no. He tried that already. He was no good at it. All right. And question number two. <laughs> he wasn't. He was no good. <laughs> yeah. And question number two. They've lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. How bad do you think this can get? Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. I think it can get pretty bad, I'm afraid. You don't like their. I, 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 I don't like their team either. I just. I, I, I love to I, tell I, you. I, you I do. know, it's I been a really negative twenty minutes, and I feel really bad about that. No, it's because uh, the reality like be is negative. Guy, We're not negative the people. The reality is negative. Yeah. Yeah. The re- I want to be positive. I'm a positive guy, but uh, the reality is not very good uh, so far. They got three goals in three games. Their defensive core is not very good. They don't have a puck moving defenseman. They don't transition well to take advantage of speed from their forwards. Their power play is horrendous. It hasn't scored, including two five on three opportunities. Their PK is operating at about 60%. There's just nothing lack of except Jake Allen. Except for Jake Allen. That's the only thing, man, that I can point out right now that's really that positive. I, I, they better win on uh, Tuesday versus the San Jose I think Shark they will. because on Thursday, I would imagine there's one Yesperi Kakanyemi who'll put a few dollars on the board and he has some of those dollars because he got a pretty big paycheck from the Carolina <laughs> That's Hurricanes. That's a good point. I like it. I like it. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to give out a pick here. Cheers. Right. Thanks, Brian. Money. Now time to make some money. It's time for Sick Picks. Brought to you by my bookie. Right, so on uh, you can place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks to double your deposit. Bet win, get paid on uh, Monday night in the National Hockey League. The New York Rangers will be in Toronto to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs will win the game, and you're going to see goals. The game is going to go over. And the game between Florida and Tampa Bay on Tuesday night, that game, you'll also see goals. And it will go over as well. I'm Marinero. Habs, you heard me. You better beat San Jose on Tuesday because Carolina is coming after you on Thursday night. It's a sick podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories. Natural flavors and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.